Good evening. Today is Monday, March 14th, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and stuff is Into Action, Step 11, and our speaker tonight is Jennifer C. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Hi, thanks, Erin. Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Um, what a blessing, what a gift this is to be able to speak on um, this step in particular. Um, so <clears throat> I'd like to start by reading from page 87. Um, first of all, my name is Jennifer. I am a gratefully, miraculously recovered compulsive overeater um, and just very thankful for every opportunity that I have just to share my, my experience with these, these beautiful steps. Um, so I want to read from page 87, um, one of my favorite paragraphs in this book, and also uh, relating to step 11. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, and we ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. Like, what more could we want, right? Um, the word efficient actually means logical, capable, and competent. So the more I depend on God today, the more I depend on God one day at a time, one moment at a time, according to this paragraph that we just read, right? Constantly reminding myself that I'm no longer running the show, that I actually don't want the things that I used to think I wanted, right? Like control. I used to think I wanted control. Today I know that I actually don't want control. I would rather relax and take it easy and know that I'm going to be taken care of. That's a much healthier mindset. Um, so I don't want the things I used to think I wanted, and I don't even need the things that I, that I used to think I needed. What I need is to be in this moment with God, surrendering my will, humbly saying to myself, all throughout the day, thy will be done. Jennifer, what you really want is God's will in this, period. Um, so the more I do that, the more logical I am, right? Like the, the less likely I am to make foolish decisions, the less likely I am to be controlled by fear, anger, worry, all the things that used to be in the driver's seat before as I depend on God, as I humbly tell myself all throughout the day that what I really want is God's will. And the decision that I made in step three is that I trust my life and my will to the care of God, right? Not just to God, but to his care. Um, and oftentimes I realize that you know, this doubtful, when we read that paragraph again, and it says when agitated or doubtful, right? So let's, let's think about those two words. Um, first of all, agitated is anything other than calm and peaceful, 
So if I'm anything other than calm and peaceful, guess what? I need to pause and I need God because God's will for me is peace. I know that. Um, Doubtful, not feeling sure about the truth, wisdom or trustworthiness of someone or something. So anytime I feel shaky about God, about the all or nothing decision that I made, either God is everything or nothing, when I doubt the power of that decision, when I doubt the goodness of God, when I doubt that I can trust every detail of my life to God, right? All or nothing. I turn to God. <laughs> I turn to God when I'm having a hard time trusting God, right? Um, there's no middle of the road solution. That's what we've learned by now, right? Like there's nowhere else to go. I go to God. Um So confident, certain, and clear is the opposite of doubtful. Confident, certain, and clear. Like that's the bullseye. I want to stay clear. I want to continue to ask thy will be done. And really the next right thought or action, um, that's such a level of dependency. Like when I think about my life as I go through the day, And I'm pausing and I'm continuously asking for realignment, basically, right? So I need the next right thought. Like I'm so dependent on God that I can't just assume that my thoughts are the truth anymore, right? Like I used to. Like if I think it, it must be true. Today, I know to pause and I know to ask God for the right thoughts. Also, because we prayed in the beginning of the day with step 11 and we asked for our thinking to be divorced. So I love this morning prayer. God, please direct my thinking and asking for it to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, self-seeking motives. And I think about that word divorced. It's like those are the places that I used to go all throughout the day. Self-pity, self-seeking being dishonest with myself, right? Exaggerating things, uh, woe is me, or creating stories that I could live on because life's not enough for me today, right? All that dishonesty, all the places that I just used to go to in my mind to get me through the day, right? Divorce me from those things, like cut ties with those things. Um, And here's the other thing I was thinking as I was looking at this paragraph, like, God, please direct my thinking. What I realize for me today in recovery and as a recovered woman, one of the things I've noticed more than probably anything else other than neutrality with food, right? Like, let's not forget gratitude around that. Um, And I do want to speak on the food Um, real quick as well. But I'll say this, like, I have a loving parent that redirects my thinking all throughout the day. So where things used to get really obsessive very quickly, I find that I'll stay on something for like a very short time and I will literally feel God redirect me like a, like a, like a love, like a loving parent. Like, okay, let's not, let's not make up that story right now. Like, let's, let's not write that story. That's just a story 
let's not write it. Let's not meditate on your husband's character defect right now. Like, let's not do that right now. Let's go ahead and, and think about something else, right? Like God continuously redirects my thinking. And I need that all throughout the day, that redirection. Um, one of the things I'd like to say about um, step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God as I understand God, praying only for knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry it out. That's all I'm asking, to know God's will and to have the power to carry out God's will, whatever it may be in any given hour. I always know without having to pray, I always know God's will for me is to not hurt myself with food. That is 100% God's will every day that I wake up. Um, so look no further. <laughs> like we have to define abstinence. We have to define what entire abstinence looks like for us so that food is not my God today because I can only have one God. So we have to remove that, that God from the table um, so that, so that that channel can be, can be unblocked, right. As a result of the rest of the steps. Um, another thing that I think about with step 11 is that what I'm essentially doing is just aligning myself. I'm aligning myself. So I've heard it said in program, like I wake up every morning, an untreated addict. And for me, I wake up every morning a child of God, right? Like every morning I am loved and I am seen by God with nothing to prove, um, with nothing to prove. And I start there and I align myself with that, with that. And I go into my day with that. Um, because I learned in step three, when I turned my will and my life over, I really grabbed a hold of having that perfect parent, that perfect father, that perfect employer that, that knows when to give me a raise, that knows when I need con constructive criticism. Like I have a director. It's not me. I don't need to try to control the show. I don't, I don't need to anymore. Like I don't need to nor do I want to, right? Because the more I let go, the more I see that it's actually better. Um, so it becomes illogical to continue fighting. So I wanna live as a child of God. I wanna live as loved and seen and known instead of going into my day, trying to be seen, you know, trying to earn something, trying to prove to myself that I'm okay. Um, so I'm constantly realigning my heart with that reality of who I am, right? Like, and at the very same time, the untreated addict part, like my propensity is to move away from that place. So all throughout the day, like knowing that my propensity is to try and get my needs met somewhere other than that relationship, that keeps me on guard, right? Like watching for selfishness, watching for these things that crop up because I know what my tendency is. I know what my tendency is. Um, so that's why step 
11 is so beautiful to me because literally it is the lifeline that keeps me connected to all of the other steps because step one tells me that I'm powerless. So I need power. I need power all through the steps. I need power through the whole day in every situation. I need power and I get it directly from God. Um, so prayer, I love definitions because I used to think I knew what all these words meant. Um, and then I set aside everything I thought I knew and I started praying for a new experience with all of these steps. And next thing I know, I was looking words up that I thought I knew the meaning to and, uh, and I got a new experience. So prayer, prayer is a request for help. And it's also an expression of gratitude, which I love. Gratitude is prayer. <laughs> like how cool is that? Um, so I either need help with something or I'm thanking God for something, right? Um, like that's the bullseye to be in gratitude or to know that like whatever I need, I just ask, right? Like I just ask, I keep asking. Um, a couple of the things I'll say throughout the day is like affirming my trust in God. Like, God, I trust you. I trust your love for me. Um, I trust that you see me. I trust that you know me. I trust that nothing's an accident, right? Like I trust that there are no accidents, that everything's an opportunity to learn and grow and become like everything. Nothing is wasted. Um, meditation is a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. Um, to focus one's thoughts on, to reflect, to ponder, right? Like thinking back to my, my old way of life where I would get fixated on something and I would just like ponder it and try to figure it out and overanalyze it and think I was getting somewhere, but I was getting exhausted and worried and self-reliant and all the things that I know today block me from that power and from that love, right? So, so I'm redirecting my meditation. I've always meditated, right? Like I've always meditated. It's just now I choose to meditate on the things that, that give me life. Um, I choose to turn my attention to someone I can help right? Like I, I choose to, I, I choose to focus my mind on things that are going to ultimately lead me closer to the solution. Um, that's a choice that I have to make every moment really, because my mind is naturally going to wander again, going back to, you know, every morning I wake up an untreated addict, it's staying aware of my propensity towards straying away, right? In thought, in word, indeed. That's five um, minutes. Thank five you, minutes. dear. Thank you. So one of my other favorite paragraphs in the big book is page 51. When money, hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives. They present a powerful reason why one should have faith. So the consciousness of God's presence is the most important fact of our lives. So this step is literally 
keeping us in line with this most important fact, which is that I'm improving my consciousness of God. Um, wanting to stay aware of God's presence all throughout the day. Um, that's the most important fact of my life today. I don't have to focus on abstinence anymore. Thank God, right? Like, I don't have to focus on certain things that, that used to be so important. Because as long as I stay focused on what I know God's will to be, which is to work my program, to put other people first, self-sacrifice, um, prayer, um, following my food plan, like my life depends on it. Because guess what? It does. It does. And I will always have a subtle foe. That's what this book tells me. I will always have a subtle foe. I cannot let up on the spiritual program of action. I cannot rest on my laurels. And I'm going to say this. My subtle foe is self-centeredness, right? Like that's really the subtle foe. And that's why I have to constantly carry the vision of God's will into all my activities. I noticed as I was praying about some of this stuff, like it's, it's radical, right? Like it's radical. It's extreme. It feels that way. When you read some of these sentences, it's so radical. And I realized that for us as addicts, it's like, that's why this is a sufficient substitute. That's why this program provides us a sufficient substitute because we are all or nothing people, aren't we? Right. And this spiritual world that we're asked to live in is pretty radical. It's turning away from the things that didn't work and it's turning towards a completely new way that actually is logical, right? Like that was one of the definitions, like very logical. Um, so That's I'm so minutes. Thank you. I'm so grateful that, um, that it is so simple um, because it really truly is. And the word inspiration, I just love. Um, the 11th step talks about praying for inspiration and the word inspiration means to be mentally stimulated to do or to feel something. Um, I need mental stimulation for all the things I used to use food for, right? All the things I used to need sugar for and, um, all of it. Like I need God's inspiration to do God's will. I, I, I need God's inspiration. I want to feel in accordance, right? I do it anyway, whether I feel it or not. But today I serve a God that actually can inspire me to do his will. So I'm not even alone in having to do the will. I'm praying for knowledge of it. I'm asking for the power to carry it out, carry it out. But that inspiration comes alongside that power. And that's really what I need constantly all throughout my day. God, give me the want to. Like, give me the want to, to do the things that I know are good. Um, and I'll just close with this. How cool is it that the word God um, is translated in Hebrew? I came across this a couple days ago. It's translated in Hebrew as good. So pretty much... If it's good, 
it's God's will and truly good, right? Like truly good. Um, so my encouragement to you is if you're not abstinent, pray, pray for the willingness to put the food down because what you really, really, really want is everything that God has, everything God has. That's what you really, really, really want. So, um, thank you so much for letting me share tonight. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Jennifer. That was beautiful. It's so good to hear you. Um, we'll now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked, um, asked a question, please allow three minutes for the response. All right, who would like to share? Nancy, you're up first, go ahead. Thank you so much. Um, oh my God, that was an awesome awesome um, encapsulation of the 11th step. And um, I agree with every single thing that you said, except for the God stuff, only because I'm agnostic. But like, you know, the stuff that wasn't God was, was amazing. And the only reason that I say about the God stuff is because I have my own conception, right? This, this particular actual meeting is like the best meeting ever because they told me, they tell everybody that I get to choose my own conception. And, you know, I, oh my God, just everything that you said about, you know, pursuing a false God, you know, food being a false God, you know, I, I say myself that, you know, anybody, you know, I don't chase abstinence anymore because I can't weigh and measure my way out of this problem. And, um, you know, I would say that one of the things that I've been most recently talking about to my sponsees and to people who call me is that, my connection to the power that takes care of me is so consistent that it occupies the front part of my brain with every breath that I take. And therefore, everything else in my life, by definition, has to coexist in that same space so that I don't have to worry about forgetting because it's already there. And, um, you know, anything that, you know, every, anything in my life that isn't going my way, which happens many times every day. I don't have to worry about that because in the front of my brain is the thing that keeps me safe. Always, every breath I take is one of joy and gratitude um, and you know, safety. And my actually, one of my favorite pages is page 52, which says that our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. And what that says to me is, however you get there, baby, is okay. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Faye, you're up next. Um, thank you so much, Jennifer. Oh my God, thank you. Your light is so bright and beautiful. Um, I loved every word out of your mouth, as always. Um, and I love the idea that I'm praying not just for the power, but the desire, like not just God help me white knuckle this abstinence and white knuckle this life and white knuckle this situation, but 
Help me want abstinence. Help me want to please you. Help me want to be what you want me to be. It's so beautiful. And, um, and I love the idea that the truth that gratitude is a prayer. Gratitude is the prayer, you know? And I love um, the Meister Eckhart quote about if the only prayer you ever say in your whole life is thank you, that's enough. That's enough, you know? And um, <clears throat> I've shared this with some of you before, but I'm a flight attendant and the least glamorous part of what is generally a fairly non-glamorous job anyway, but um, with some glamorous features, but the least glamorous thing is taking garbage and saying thank you for it. And I've turned it into this most beautiful gratitude practice where when someone puts garbage in my little garbage bag, I say thank you. And I think of something I'm thankful for, you know, thank you for this job. Thank you for these comfortable shoes. Thank you for choose your own conception. Thank you for Amy B. Thank you for Jennifer C. Thank you for this community. And so by the time I get to the end of that cabin, I am literally floating because of gratitude and feeling connected to God. And um, <clears throat> I just want to thank you so much for this. Amy, thank you for putting this community together. And, and Jennifer, thank you for that incredibly beautiful qualification. I love you so much. All of you. Thank you. Thanks, Faye. Amy, you're up next. Thank you, Anne, and thank you, Erin, for your service tonight. Amy B., compulsive overeater, <laughs> living really gratefully in a recovered state today. Jennifer C., um, you are a spiritual light. I am so lucky to know you and to get to listen to you. And I'm going to um, talk about the principles um, over the personalities and talk about um, something that you said that blew my mind and ties real well. You didn't say it tonight. Um, but you talked about the other half uh, of step one, I'm powerless and my life is unmanageable. And you said something recently, blew my mind. Unmanageable doesn't just mean that like it's out of my control. Unmanageable means I am not meant to manage it. I am not meant to manage it. I'm not qualified for the gig of manager of my powerlessness. I do not have the qualification. Step two means I need a different manager. And step three means I'm actually gonna listen to the best practices of this manager. And then thank you for saying that the consciousness of the presence of God is the most important thing because step 11, me at the end of the day saying, hey, this is what happened today. And I need help. And in the morning being like, hey, manager, what do you got laid out for me today? What's the best practice? And all day long when I'm uncertain, I can pause and look to the best practices of my manager because I'm not qualified for the gig. That blew my perspective open in the most beautiful way. And um, thank you also for mentioning the line in the doctor's opinion about the power of good, um, which, uh, uh, or, uh, 
uh, the power of good uh, and in the middle of XXVII, what with, uh, it says we are perhaps not well equipped to apply the powers of good that lie outside our synthetic knowledge. And in my doctor's opinion, I have good with a capital G and also God the powers of capital G good, the powers of God. And we, we are perhaps not well-equipped. I am not well-equipped to manage this gig. So um, thank you so much for your service tonight. I'm, I'm so jazzed. I, I passed. And did you want to call the next person? Sorry, I forgot. I was so wrapped up in what she said. Um, <laughs> thanks, Amy. <laughs> Christina, you're next. Hey, guys. Christina, Compulsive Overeater. Um, I love Jennifer. Thank you so much for your share. Um, reading this paragraph on page 87 to 88, this has never stood out to me before, but we are then in much, much less danger of Excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity. Yes, I know all of those, but foolish decisions. I, I don't know why that's never struck me before, but these foolish decisions that I make are me letting my self-will run riot and prayer and meditation are the answer to that. Like prayer is asking for help, asking for help before I make a foolish decision. Meditation, heightened state of awareness. Being aware in my mind of the situation, the potential consequences, tuning into that awareness before making a decision. And then foolish decisions. I, then you're much less much less danger of foolish decisions. Amazing. Um, yeah, and I love this idea that if it's good, it's God's will. Um, because God's will is not in those foolish decisions, right? Um, so yeah, that just really stood out to me and struck me. So thank you so much for your share. Um, and I will pass. Um, thank you, Christina. Nancy, you're up next. Hey, everybody. Thanks to everybody who does service on this meeting and made this meeting possible. And Jennifer C., um, amazing. <laughs> I, I love this meeting because it's so authentic and you hear so many good things out of it. But um, tonight, I really heard the big book come to life. Um, a lot of times with step 11, and I think in my recovery, I have been so focused on how do you do step 11? You know, what do you do in the morning? What do you do in the day? What do you do it? What do you do? What is the checklist? What prayers do I need to say? Do I need to be on my knees? Do I need to do, how do I do it? And it's starting to happen in my life, but you really just breathe God all over this tonight for me. And just that you know, it's a relationship with somebody who loves me more than anyone could ever do, and that it's always there. He is everywhere, and all he wants truly is what is best for me. And 
spot on that he absolutely does not want me to kill myself with food. That's basic bare minimum. But then he doesn't want me to hurt myself with anything. I mean, this God gives me the want to, God gives me the want to, to do the right thing. That's a, that's really something that's going to stick with me for a long time. And, you know, I have for so long wrestled with meditation, like, oh, I, I just can't do it. Finally, I get it. It's just a conversation of just listening through the chatter of what there is. And I can always go to the left and go away to God, or I can go to the right and towards God. And if I open my heart throughout the day in those pauses, or when I wake up, or when I go to bed, oh my God, my life is just full of light rather than darkness. Instead of being selfish and self-centered, which I am all the time, I have the opportunity to turn that around. And that's what this program gives me. And that's what you really just so clearly shown a light on that any second of the day, it's there in the 11th step. All I need to do is ask, either pray that I need something or pray thank you. And that that's all God wants out of me. I just beautiful. I am really just shooken tonight. So I had to share and really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Nancy. And it uh, looks like I'm up next. Um, Jennifer, um, thank you for your share. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything that you didn't say about step 11. Um, because for me, it, it took on a life of its own when you were sharing. Um, and, um, I, you know, the only thing I can say is I'm going to have to listen to it two or three more times to get all the content out of it because there was so much packed into that little 20 minute um, share that um, I, I'm kind of awestruck with it. So um, I'm just grateful I was here to listen. That's all I have. Thank you. And sorry, I'm done. And Robin, you're up next. <laughs> Hey, I'm Robin. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater here in Cincinnati. Um, Jennifer, thanks for your share tonight and such an awesome step that I, um, I never got, I never got it in, in my years in, in recovery in AA. And, um, it, and when I got here to OA and was faced with, you know, the proposition, once again, God is either everything or, or it's nothing. Um, I had to make a choice, right? And and um, my sponsor directed me early on to to start to start doing step eleven. Um, and uh, I love on page sixty three in the third step. It says, "As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, we became conscious of God's presence. We began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, the hereafter." And um, I've heard I've heard in in program that we are that we are power seekers um, who are terrified when we get the power, um, and it is um, and and now like now that I've found it right like like these little things that happened in recovery like you know I um, that 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 sense of power that that flows in like freaked me out. <laughs> 
Like, it was like, what, this is like, this is, this isn't what I was expecting. This isn't what I signed up for. Um, and, but, but what's really cool is, is we're asked, we're, we're asked to, to continuously seek out that power greater than us and, and form a connection. Um, and, and that power is always available to comfort and guide us. It's not, it's, that power isn't there for, for me to freak out, which is, which is how I felt early on because I, you know, talks about having made conscious contact with a power greater than ourselves. We sometimes might do weird things with it, which is, which is true. Um, you know, thinking, thinking that I knew answers to things that I really didn't. And, and I was just reminded time and time again to like, go back. You know, I, I'd ask, I'd ask a my sponsor something or, or say something. She said, well, have you, have you brought it to God? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, and just, okay, like, let's, let's do that. Um, and, and to be reminded, I, I love the idea of, of gratitude. Um, we, we, we do that in my family. We, we share that we don't pray before we eat, but we certainly share gratitudes before we eat. And, and my kids do it. And I love sharing that with them. I love hearing what they have to say because they are so wise about what they're grateful for. Um, and, and it's really, it's a blessing to be able to share that part of my recovery, um, with, with my family. Um, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks. We're actually now going to stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Can the Zoom host please stop the recording?